0: what is up everyone this is another edition of top rope nation extra the weekly bonus show that kyle and myself do here on the spotify green room app the only way to hear this podcast each and every week is to become a patron of the show, patreon.com slash top rope nation. However, Kyle, there's some big news tonight as we record. So I thought this one should be the freebie this month. So this one's going out to our main flagship top rope nation podcast uh, feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you guys are tuning in. You're hearing what we do each and every week as a bonus show here on Spotify Green Room. And Kyle, man, I am hyped. Are you ready for SummerSlam or what? I mean, Roman Reigns is putting
1: his career on the line. I cannot wait to hear our listeners' reaction. I, I just, you know, what a moment. What a Friday night for something like, oh, wait, did something else happen? <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, you were in our Facebook group as SmackDown was on before Rampage started, and you were talking about the Ben Affleck movie that was on. I'm like, Kyle, you're not even watching SmackDown? Nope. See, see, do, <laughs> no, people think,
1: do people think this is a gimmick? Do, do people <laughs> think my disgust with that other company that we will not talk about after the next you know, two minutes is some sort of joke? No. Okay, I watched the, the end of a shitty Ben Affleck movie rather than uh smackdown because i could not afford to miss a minute of aew rampage tonight and uh ryan your decision uh to put this on the main feed is why certainly uh
0: you are paid the big bucks and are the leader of this ship (laughs) the best in the world some would say yes (laughs) if i do say so myself no but uh Yeah, I I saw a little bit of SmackDown. I saw the roll-up that people are mentioning here in the chat with Roman and Cena. It was all right, but it was nothing compared to what started off. AEW Rampage. We all knew Punk was returning. Of course, this was originally reported by Fightful, like, what, about a month ago or so? Uh, But, man, Kyle, (laughs) when he came out to call to personality in the sold-out United Center... When CM Punk came out, the best in the world, it was, I mean, is this like a top five wrestling moment? I mean, it's it's like, it's up there, man. I, I had goosebumps. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing watching that. That crowd response, Punk jumping into the crowd, taking it all in, tears in his eyes. I was wondering if they would start the show with him or not. I felt yeah, like I feel. They, ha- they had to, otherwise the punk chance would just take over the broadcast. I think they made the right decision there. Mm-hmm. Cal, give me your thoughts. Um, yeah, it was
1: one of the best TV wrestling moments of all time. I've been pacing for over an hour now since it <laughs> happened. Got right out of my seat. Um, as soon as it happened, you're right, they had to start the show with it. Otherwise, those... <laughs> Poor wrestlers that would have been performing during those CM Punk chants. It would have just been unfair to them. Um, I was trying to think historically, like, any kind of comp to this. Because that's what I do, right? Yeah. I like to compare things. I like to rank things. Of course. Like, the only thing that I could really compare this to was Ric Flair in Greenville. a Nitro in 98. Mm-hmm. But... This, this feels bigger. And I know there's some old school fans who, you know, maybe you're scratched on head, maybe you want to dispute that, but for, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a lot of revolutionary takes tonight, but I did think of one thing that, and this is the most important thing I'm going to say all night. The notion that CM Punk quote-unquote, is just this generic protest chant when something is bad on WWE television was really exposed tonight. Yeah. This is a man who wrestling fans deeply care about, have wanted to see come back, and it is very clear that he has chosen the right place and the right time to come back. Uh, The pop you referenced, you know, it You know, as soon as cult of personality kicks in, it got the immediate reaction you'd expect it to, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then came this just second wave, which just sustained and never stopped and just kept getting louder and louder. I think it was our good buddy, Zach Hadorn, who tweeted, this crowd has just lost its fucking mind. Yeah. and yeah i mean i got out of my seat i started pacing and you know i mean calling this you know one it's the biggest moment in the history of aew
2: oh yeah no question it is
1: certainly one of the best tv wrestling moments i've ever seen
0: Mm -hmm. yeah top five easy i think that's a great comparison with flair but the thing that made this like you said, it wasn't exactly the same as just how long Punk has been away, and how many years there was a sign in the crowd about what was like two thousand and eight hundred some days or something like that since mm-hmm. since Punk has been on on a pro wrestling show. Um, man, just just an unbelievable, unbelievable moment. I mean, they, I thought they did this so well. They had the the new T shirt with the you know kind of modeled after the the famous white ringer shirt he had in WWE. Back at Money in the Bank 2011, uh, with with the date on the back, with the United Center everything. I think Zach tweeted out a picture of the concourse right after that punk segment yep. ended. People lining up all the way down the concourse trying to buy that shirt. The, the shirt is available in pro wrestling tees now, but of course doesn't have the back print with the United Center logo. Those are going to be one of a kind. So people trying to snatch those up. Um, by the way, Zach will be on our SummerSlam post show on the main feed tomorrow night. We'll be streaming live on YouTube, so... Go to youtubecom rope nation and, and subscribe. Although we'll be talking about Summerslam tomorrow night, I'm definitely going to ask him about being at Rampage tonight. Yeah. so make sure you, you guys check the, that show out. And yeah, you saw the
1: length of that line. Um, you know, I saw those pictures tweeted out as well. I, I think there's still people right now. It's eleven seventeen. I think you know people who got in line right after that promo was over. Price still in line. I mean, that was insane, man. I, you know, yeah. it was. Um, It was perfect. It could not have been done better. I know in the last several days and weeks, there's been a lot of speculation over, you know, how AEW handled Punk's return. You know, it was basically the worst kept secret in the business. Um, But it amazed me today, Ryan, and I want to throw this question to you. Were you shocked how many people online
0: were like, well, what if he doesn't show up? A little bit because like that would have buried this company so badly if there's when we've talked about it on our on our flagship show a lot over the last few weeks and here on here on green room too but i mean there's no way they're shooting those cm punk signs every single week and and really playing into this unless he's on the show i but i mean there weren't like some smart people out there like oh what if he's not on there what if they swerve us i mean this com this company when it comes down to it They just have a lot more respect for their audience than that, I think. Yeah, yeah. and that
1: was a take that was quite prevalent on Twitter.com
0: tonight, was it not?
1: About, you know, Punk coming out, the promo, the whole deal. It, It was just basically Tony Khan saying, this is what you want? Okay, here you go. And there's no bullshit, you know. Like, you know, Baron Corbin doesn't come out and like insult deep dish pizza. You know, you didn't have <laughs> oh any of that. My
0: God, yeah,
1: yeah, because you know, that, like, it's some hokey shit would have happened on the other channel. But you know, he came out. I, I think um, the way he handled WWE was quite good. He, you know, he didn't really mention it at all. Um, he didn't mention it directly, he talked about leaving Ring of Honor, and that's when he left pro wrestling, and now he's back. I know you enjoyed the press release AEW sent out, mirroring the Michael Fantastic. Jordan
0: return. <laughs> um, Just like the Michael Jordan famous fax from March of 1995, with the, they've issued this statement, I'm back. Yeah. Amazing. Remember fax machines? Yeah. yeah, we're old enough to remember fax machines. Those of you in your thirties and forties that watched Michael Jordan play, or, or older, you guys will all remember that. Yeah,
1: but no, it was. I mean, it was perfect the way he handled it. And, and the line. I've got a story, you know, um, was great as a as a callback to the the pipe bomb promo, which is you know when he was cut off um, mm-hmm. infamously in that. But no, I mean, it just could not have been more perfect. Uh, obviously. He will be challenging, or not challenging, he'll just be wrestling Darby Allen at the pay-per-view. I think we should address that, because you and I have talked about, on this show, in the past, how that was an odd dynamic. You know, Darby's a very popular babyface. Honestly, I don't think it matters,
0: after watching tonight. No, because they're probably going to have a kick-ass match, and the people are just going to go crazy for both of them. Yeah. And- <laughs> It's going to be a hot crowd. And, yeah. Yeah. You, you know,
1: he, I think the most telling line of that promo, and I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about this line is, you know, I'm going to be around every Wednesday, Friday, four Saturday, Sundays a year for, you know, I'm back. You know, when he talked about that, it, you know, his return, we knew he was going to get a big reaction. I actually think the reaction exceeded my expectation, which is insane. Um, and he's going to get a big reaction when you and I are there and Justin's there in the building. Many of our friends will be there as well. Any Russell's Darby. But I am just so intrigued to see where he is, you know, at the full gear pay-per-view, where he is early next year. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, this is a this was a game changer. This was, a, I mean, just such momentum. My, my one criticism of AEW, Ryan, and, you know, people say, Oh, you guys have you guys aren't objective anymore. No, we like a one TV show a lot better than the other ones. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think you know, my one criticism of AEW has been they don't let sometimes things breathe that need to be given time to breathe. Right, and feel like the biggest thing going out of the promotion. They gave this ample time to breathe. Honestly, they could have let him talk ten minutes longer.
0: Yeah, when this he was crazy, talking- they went to a commercial six minutes into the show because the crowd. Yeah, was that, was a that, that was a good idea. Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that because he had the lead off. The reaction was going to be huge, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, all right, they're probably going to go to commercial, let him talk. That's actually smart. But he's ta- he's out there talking, and when he's cutting the promo. I'm like, man, if they let him talk like half the show, that would be these people would be fine with it.
0: Oh, absolutely. If yeah. there was
1: ever a time when people wanted the dreaded 20-minute promo, it was this. Um, but I think he gave you exactly what you wanted. The crowd was hanging on every word. Um, this was a man who had command over his audience. He came out, said what he needed to do, and The key is he left you wanting more, like I was kind of alluding to earlier, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're already hyping first Dynamite appearance in Milwaukee. You know, he didn't go so it's like, oh, well, okay, you know, I I feel satisfied, whatever. There's just, you want to see more. And oh, by the way, if Rampage has taught us anything in two weeks, one hour is so much more preferable to three hours of television.
0: Hmm. Right. Say that again, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Two two hours and one hour versus three all together. I mean, they made the right choice there when yeah. when TNT talked to them about doing a third hour of dynamite and said yeah. nope. We'd rather do a second night one hour. That's the way to do it. Yeah. This show had some
1: real Saturday Night's main event vibes. I feel I I thought that John Moxley Daniel Garcia was going to get the poor the uh, Strike Force Heart
0: Foundation treatment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, well, folks, we're just gonna go off the air. And we'll tell you what happened.
0: You know, I was later. wondering, man. It seemed like they had those three matches announced for the show, and I'm I'm starting to think like how are how are we gonna get those in? But at the same time, like you said, they could have given Punk half of this show or more, and the, the crowd wouldn't have cared. That's yeah, that's what I saw they came somebody.
1: For. I saw somebody joke. Uh, was it maybe Mike
0: McMahon of the Torch
1: or something like that? He's like, you could have Punk just talk for the entire sixty minutes. Yes
0: easily easily mm-hmm. um yeah it was it was so crazy because when he came out you know they had the music we all assumed he would have called the personality and he did spare no expense there it was hard to hear the music because the crowd was so loud uh, i did notice like other times in in the show like moxley's entrance too it was kind of hard to hear the music i i think they could have had the the arena mic better but they've never They've never ran a venue that big before. It's the largest arena in the United States, so I'll cut them a break there. But, yeah, it was was very, very difficult to hear a song at times. That crowd was just so amazing. That's cool, though. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, like, it's cool in the sense that, like, the crowd just drowning out the song, right? I mean, just, like, you know, wrestling needs just that raw feel
0: to it. A, a it, it did. It did sound a little thin, though. Is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm watching on surround sound. You should have been able to hear it a little bit more. But I'm, I'm just nitpicking here. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm giving credit to the crowd, though, too. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was so loud yeah, that that's it was. The thing. I mean, hey, it made it even. It made it even better. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. If your crowd is so loud that you can't hear the entrance song, that's a cool deal. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, uh, you know, we yeah. all know the cult of personality. I mean, I guess if you're like, you know young maybe, you don't hear it, but for God's sake I'm 41 years old now, okay, I've heard cult of personality like 7,000 times, (laughs) it was just like I I think um, you know, just his reaction when he walked out and I I think it was David band who tweeted this the look on Punk's face when he walked out and saw that crowd was one of I have made the right decision
0: Choked up instantly. Uh, Just an amazing moment. Yeah. Yeah. And him jumping
1: in the crowd, I know you mentioned it at the top. That was so cool. Um, You know, obviously the ice cream bars, I I guess that's the thing that's going to be associated with him until the end of time. Uh, People got those. Uh, Loved, I could have a Taz food review every week
0: on (laughs) Rage. I want to hit some of these comments we got yeah. coming in in the chat because we got quite a few people here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be taking your calls here in just a minute, so raise your hand. We want to get to everybody, get you all on the air. Like I said at the top, this is going out on our main podcast feed, so you can going to be a part of the podcast this okay. week. Okay, somebody's
1: talking about Taco John's in the chat, and I am interested now.
0: Oh, man. Uh, what do we got here? We've got Greg said, I've never heard a pop like that. Doc Sager didn't expect it to lead the show. Just an unreal moment, Greg says. Top five moment for Tavon. Um, Let's see. Yeah, Brian, our guy Brian, usually joins us here every week on on Spotify. Says he couldn't hear the music or the announcers. Never seen anything like this. It was 2,766 days. That's what the sign said, since Punk had been on a pro wrestling show. Amazing. We got to Taco John's. I got to scroll down. Oh, let's see. It was Greg. Oh. <laughs> what if Punk's
1: music hits and it's someone pushing a shopping cart full of Taco John's rappers? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah Greg what. was on uh, Twitter today throwing out alternative possibilities. Yeah. I did I'll tell it. you what, I would have gone to the United States. So I would have driven to the United States at the
1: speed of light if that was the case.
0: Yeah. So Punk is on a media call right now with Tony Khan. And uh, Brian's right. film soon. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Punk says he's been talking to Tony Khan for about a year and a half about coming to AEW. Um,
1: Yeah, I I think he had done some interview in the last couple weeks. And I don't fault him for this, where he kind of, he took the approach, it's like, okay, I get that you want to compete with Vince, but it's like, I've heard that before. And and he was uh, of the, idea that it's like he wanted to make sure that you know this was a viable thing and it is obviously um you know it's look there's obviously an anti-wwe sentiment out there and there's this desperation among wrestling fans for there to be an alternative it's one thing to say you can be an alternative it's one thing to be an alternative has proven itself it's an alternative it's a viable alternative Mm -hmm. okay got money behind it it's successful um and you know i i think now is a great time for punk to join oh by the way daniel bryan is probably coming
0: (laughs) we're gonna have another one of these moments at arthur ash stadium in new york city in about a month or so So i mean yeah this
1: is a promotion with a lot of momentum right now but uh as of august 20th 2021 uh its biggest moment certainly happened
0: uh tonight with cm punk We do have someone in the chat that was at the show tonight. Jonas (laughs) checking in from Chicago. Yeah, Jonas says he is driving back from the UC ice cream bars customized with CM Punk's logo and name on it. Pretty sweet. He's going to send us a picture. I said, yeah, send it to topropenation at gmail.com. We'll give you credit. We'll tweet it out there so people can see it. That is pretty cool. So let's get some people involved. We got a big group of people on here. Love to have all these new people joining us here on Top Rope Nation. Uh, I'm going to get to the hands that are raised. I'm going to bring people up one by one. We'll get everyone involved. So if you've got something to say about what you saw on Rampage, what you thought of Punk's return, let me know. Raise your hand. Put the request up, and I'll, and I'll bring you all up. So I'm just going to go in order, in the order that they came in. So our guy Brian, basically our, our third man here on on Spotify every single week. Brian, what did you think of tonight?
3: Well, first off, guys, I'm happy to be your third man. So am I the whole Hogan or who's Kevin Nash? Kyle's got to be Kevin Nash in this scenario, right? Well
0: technically Justin of course is our third man, but you're the, Justin kinda of subs for me on Spotify. So you're the you're the third man on Spotify, I should say. I don't want to piss off Justin too much, but <laughs> he's gonna be listening to this saying. Now what Justin's in Ohio, by the way. He's gonna be driving home listening to this saying, What are they talking about? Now, you're the, the third giant, man. The, the
3: giant the, <laughs> no. You're the third
0: man on Top Rope Nation Extra. Yes. All right. Yes, Brad. Well,
3: can I be DDP when he was in the NWO? Then, <laughs> there go. hey man, it's there better goes.
0: than Vincent or Virgil.
3: Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh guys, guys, it happened. It freaking happened. Like I just, I cannot believe it. Look at all these freaking people that we've got. The amount of random ass text. Ma- How many random text messages did you guys get today? Like from people, like, hey, who's this guy coming back to wrestling today? I got double digit text messages today. Like I don't get it's so crazy. Like I've never gotten that in the longest time and then I've I'm, I'm getting people messaging me like hey, like what's going on with this? I'm seeing freaking Sports Center tweet out this pop of a wrestler coming back. It's wow. just uh, amazing. Like uh Sports Center tweeted The Punk uh pop out. I think it was already at like um uh, Almost half a million as far as the views, uh, just like I'm gonna stop fantasy booking this company because anytime I do it, they do it like fifty times better. Because I, I was, <laughs> I, I think I was like where you guys were. I, I was more to the like, hey, you got to hold it off to the end. But like, oh my god, like give him the entire show, like let him just sit there and talk, sit down and you know uh, crisscross applesauce and just like I felt like. This was different because this wasn't like you know one of those traditional like uh, shoot wrestler like interviews to a new company like hey like I'm gonna grab the bra- brass ring he like opened up like emotionally yeah. like and it was like a thing this man who just left a huge gaping hat like hole in our hearts for seven years had people weeping in the audience like, yeah that, that was cr- crazy
1: man I mean I was fired up but I, I did not have tears in my eye uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I, I feel like the last time I, I feel like the folks in the edge return got pretty intense obviously due to you know his circumstances and everything like that but my god like I, I've gone back obviously within the weeks and went back and watched like the biggest pops like punk punk had a really big pop in Mexico of all places but then like you go back and the money in the bank one. And then there's also a cult personality, like kind of uh, pissing match with him and uh, Johnny Ace. Like, Oh my God. I like this one puts them both to shame. And oh, Brian, can I cut in real quick? Cause I yeah. we actually
1: just got um, a, a good quote. I'm sure this is going to be talked about a lot on Twitter over the next 24 hours from, Uh, the ongoing um, media scrum that Punk is doing with Tony Khan. He was asked to compare the difference between uh, Money in the Bank 2011 and Tonight. Uh, His exact quote, this is CM Punk. This one was more organic. This one didn't feel like a job.
3: End quote. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. And it's funny because I I think a lot of people were expecting him to kind of like rage, especially after the, uh, you know, the shoot. Roman the the shooting Roman was doing yesterday in his interview I mean maybe he kind of does but I don't know I I found this one a lot it it was almost better I I think everybody would have gone crazy if he would have shit on everybody else but I I like how he didn't even acknowledge like his stint in WWE I think that was almost better
1: yeah I mean you know he can get the digs in when he wants you know again like I said earlier he's alluded to he's gonna be around for a while so he can get those digs i mean i i think it would have been the easiest pop in the world had he closed with "Fu vince in some way <laughs> but yeah he did and he didn't need to i mean i think i think he didn't he didn't want to give him that kind of uh oh what am i think what's the satisfaction word? yeah the satisfaction of
3: mentioning them
1: yeah Really, I, I think I think that's how he feels about him. I, I think he, he feels it's beneath to, to even mention WWE at this point.
3: All right, guys. So here's the plan: like when you're reviewing and doing your live show for uh, SummerSlam and Takeover, just we're we're gonna just watch this on repeat for the five <laughs> hours. Like, who, who really wants to watch SummerSlam after this? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: nothing's uh, following this. Uh, dude.
3: Just like a quick jab at them. Like they could have put forth a smidget like of an effort like for this go home show like absolutely nothing like nothing planned at all they had four rematches on the show john cena rolled up roman reigns one two three in cow, the crowd counted crowd goes wild i just like you could have they had bianca Ber- Belair beat uh vega and carmela which is like Weird, because then there's there's this aura about banks, which I'm sure you guys will talk to. what like, talk about it all throughout like tomorrow. Like God, I hope she's okay. But like the fact that they were just so lazy, it's just like, dude, I, I hope AEW is going to kick you in the ass this weekend, and I, I don't feel sorry for you because you're complete idiots. Got some things going on in the chat here. So
0: Jonas, who was at the show, he was asking how loud the pop was on TV because most of the crowd was masked. Chicago just had a, a mask order going into effect for these indoor events. And we're all in the chat like, dude, it was insanely loud. <laughs> so no. he yeah. was saying it would have been yeah. louder even without yeah. the yeah. mask. You know? yeah. yeah, we heard you through the masks. I mean,
1: in terms of a sustained pop, it, it was one of the la- loudest I've ever heard. Absolutely. Nope. Yeah. There's a difference. Let's,
0: actually, let's bring Jonas on, too. I think he's waiting yeah, to talk. Here. If he
1: was at the show, I'd rather, yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. I if else. Yeah. Well, you can say I'm too, if you want. But, you know, it's up to you. But I'm, I'm definitely want to get Jonas on the line here since he was at the show. Pretty cool to have him involved. Jonas, are you there? You hear us, Jonas? So loud at the United Center, you can't hear him. <laughs> can't hear him. Uh, you might be muted. Check check your uh, your microphone option. Make sure that's on unmuted, Jonas. Well, well, I'll get someone else up while he's he's checking on that. Let's bring Greg up because Greg's been in these these chats. Um, hey guys, weeks. sorry about that. Oh, there he is, okay. Jonas. What's up? Talk to us about being in the venue tonight at the UC and what it was like, man.
4: All right, guys. Yeah, can nope. you hear me now? I'm here.
0: Yeah,
4: I appreciate it. Yeah. Jonas. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, the, um, it was it was amazing. I mean, like I said, the I wasn't sure the, if the pop came through the way that it did because I, again, I was master out. But um, the, the the you were talking about a sustained pop, like we we were going nuts. Which I actually was wondering if it if we felt dead afterwards because I know that all of us were either in the concourse or just emotionally drained for the rest of the show. Yeah.
1: I think it was the Voices of Wrestling uh, Twitter account that tweeted, these three matches could be the worst three matches in the history of pro wrestling, and this show would still be a success.
5: <laughs> That's true.
1: That's true. And, you know, I mean, that might be a bit of a stretch, but they weren't even close to the three worst matches wrestling. I thought, you know, some of it was quite good. But, I mean, look, there's just, there's no way those three matches were going to be able to match what we saw with CM Punk mm-hmm. and like I talked about at the beginning. Sometimes things are just bigger than everything else. And this mm-hmm. was bigger than everything else. It was bigger than the matches. You know, somebody joked, you know, it, you know, like the Clash of Champions they used to say, well, if the main event ends early we've got some standby matches ready for you. You know? I mean, not the <laughs> performers, I thought Mox and Garcia had a good sprint. I think Jade Cargill looked like a million bucks like always. And I think Jurassic Express uh, got a nice win,
0: but that 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 tag match. I mean, that followed it, and that crowd was hot during that tag match. Yeah, they, it was a hell of a match too. So I I didn't notice really any drop off, to be honest. And
4: did you guys did you guys hear the um, talk about um, Khan coming on before the sh- at, at the start of the show? Did you guys hear about that? I
0: so our friend Zach Hadorn from PW Torch, he was there, and so he was tweeting us about it. He said they played Sirius the Bull song right before they went on the air. Yep.
4: Yep. Yeah, That's so that that, cool. that 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 a sort of a, a low murmur, and then Khan came out and was just like, you know, uh, really got emotional with it, um, you know, trying to say that uh, appreciating all of us for having the faith, and that he was gonna it was gonna pay off tonight. Um, so like, and his voice cracked while you know giving that little speech. So we, we you know, again starting the starting the buzz earlier there. But other than that, you know, I've been through some uh, WWE shows, and usually before the start of the show, before you go live, there's sort of like that that hype, you know. Um, and uh, they, you know, to try to get the crowd sort of fired up. We really didn't have that. That was, there was, they, they, I don't know if it was because they had commentators sort of opening the show. We're not sure how it all went, went, went down live, but th- there was no really hype for us. It was dead because it was commentators on our screen. And then all of a sudden the, the music hit and we went insane.
0: <laughs> did you get one of the shirts?
4: Um, I, my, 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 my wife did. I, nice. I, I, I She she took the bullet and went uh, went uh, and stood in line for us.
0: That's awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah.
4: But now, and what's interesting too is that, with, especially Chicago is known. You know, we we're we're known as a good wrestling town, right? But it's been a while since we've had, yeah, especially because of the pandemic, a feel good pop. You know, Chicago's had some good heel pops. Like I was I was at the WWE show when. Um, uh, during the 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 Daniel Bryan when, when it was like take over Chicago right when when we took over Raw before they did the WWE sanction takeover Raw, we were mm-hmm. there for that and that was the nuclear heat, but it was all you know that that large negative energy. This was the the best we've seen since obviously what Summer of Punk, that we've had that cathartic release in this city.
0: That's a great point because that's like the energy that they didn't necessarily want <laughs> versus like this is exactly what AEW wanted and you, you gave it to him and it was one of the most memorable televised wrestling shows I've ever watched in 30 plus years watching pro wrestling. You were extremely lucky to have been at that event.
4: Yeah. And, and one of those, one of those things too, we got tickets. I know it all said sold out, but we, we got some like the week right before, um, again, really decent seats, um for like the Ticketmaster's premium pricing thing. So even with the shows coming up, I know that all out sold out, but there's there's still like some resellers and they're not they're not too outrageous. So the AEW's doing something great. Uh wrestling's alive and well and um uh as as someone who had not been watching, I had not been watching AEW. I've been watching WWE all throughout. I'll be watching SummerSlam this weekend. Uh they I, I'm probably the target that they wanted. And by bringing punk back, they 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 captured a fan for life now.
0: Absolutely. Wow, that's Is an interesting comment yeah. right there. Okay, well, wow. <laughs> I like how you said a minute ago, I've been through some WWE shows, because that's how we all feel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
0: all right, you, guys, I'll, I'll,
4: I'll, send, I'll send those videos and pics over. Um, I, I, should, I should get back on the road here, um, but just want to say thanks, and I'll, I'll hop off let you continue the show.
0: Yeah, okay. Thank you for checking in. Really cool to talk to you. Be in there, and have a safe drive home, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again. Okay, I think AEW may have peaked tonight, Brian.
1: <laughs> Not with the first segment of Dynamite, but Tony Khan and CM Punk are currently going back and forth about the professionalism of David Bixen's fan.
0: No, really? Well, I is think, Bix on the call? Do you I ask I've him a question? I've multiple
1: tweets them? About, people about, about them talking about David <laughs> awesome. fan.
0: Amazing. Tony Cutty, yeah.
1: former DVDVR poster. So yeah, they probably know, know each
0: other from those days.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's get Greg on the on the line. Greg, longtime listener in Top Rope Nation, uh, haven't had him talking on the show before. So Greg, let's get your big debut on the night that CM Punk has returned, my friend. What's going on? Uh, what's happening, fellas? Good it's, to talk uh, to you.
5: You know, first time, long time. I know those uh, that that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first off, allow me to. Given that last little update we were given, um, you leave David Bixon's fan alone. Uh, oh, I love
1: fan. No, I think no, it's I great.
5: Just, I think no. it's great that they would mention him. I, think I, I, I just, I, I love the idea of somebody play antagonizing the the wrestling media as opposed to outwardly either paying them off to be shills. Or, uh, and I'm looking at Peter Rosenberg, squarely. <laughs> well, he did a good day on social media today. Yeah. No, he did not. <laughs> that was not great. But I'll tell you who did. Uh, and this is I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat that, that Jonas was. Um, I, by far, would not consider myself a fan of, of the product that this company has put forward over the last six months, um, with the exception of the last two weeks. Um, kind of as soon as the the big release talk started happening, like or big sign release, big. It's been a really long day. I've been up since like four a.m. Um, since the talk of the big signings has started, since oh they might be getting Brian, they might be getting Punk. It there was a tone, like kind of an almost an unspoken tone that that kind of changed in the product. And it watching tonight, I mean watching Wednesday night's show. That was one of the best, up until tonight, really, one of the best shows I've seen from modern product in a very long time. Well, Kyle watched it three times, so he knows what you're twice,
0: talking twice. about. Twice, twice. Well, I,
1: I <laughs> watched the first time. I just don't. <laughs> uh, sometimes I, I've been doing these SummerSlam recaps on our Facebook page. By the way, people should join that.
0: They're um, a hoot. I, yeah. I
5: would have said and so, but I'm
1: banned. I,
0: sometimes I Top Rope Nation funny. pro wrestling discussion on Facebook. Look it up, guys. Sometimes,
1: join a funny line to start off with that. To be honest with you, about sixty percent of the things I say on that app are actually
0: lies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got a kayfabe a little bit. Don't
1: yeah, say that. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Watch, watch. Yes. All the Triple H jokes are from the heart, though.
5: That's understandable. Oh, he's kind of a joke on his own. Yes. Um, but it just—I mean, I—they handled this. I don't I don't know that I thought they could have handled this as well as they did. Because I didn't think, much like a lot of other people, I didn't think they'd lead with it. Um, although it's only an hour show. So they kind of didn't really have a chance unless they wanted 45 minutes of CM Punk chants over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, when well, I guess at the end of the day, I, I guess we're missing out on who the biggest winner out of all of this is. Uh, and that is the band Living Color. <laughs> because they got a fat paycheck out of that, I'm sure. Sorry, Kill
0: Switch Engage, not this time. Yeah, seriously. I mean, okay, the- bye.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I-, I have a question here as I've been listening to some of the people, and I'd love to hear, you know, not just Greg's response here, Ryan's response, but also people in the chat. We've got a record turnout in the chat tonight, it seems. But. The decision not to formally announce that he was going to debut on this show. I called it the worst kept secret in wrestling at the top mm-hmm. of the podcast. Did that make you more interested to tune in tonight? The fact he was not formally announced.
5: Yes. It, it, for me personally, all of the little uh, Easter eggs and, and weird little nuggets that they gave and hints you know, like Kenny, like t-shirts that people are wearing. I mean, the Darby yeah. Allen best in the world thing was a bit much like I, now that they did what they did tonight, it's like, Oh, they've been planting seeds for this, this whole time. Like punk giving the interview a couple weeks ago going, you know, Darby Allen does the best dive. Like everybody else just stopped doing it. It's like, okay, th- this is why, like they were, they were planning those seeds subtly. So I kind of think that it worked better for them leaving the pieces out there for us to all put together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as opposed to just coming straight out and being like, yeah, Chicago, CM Punk.
0: Yeah. I went back and forth on this and I I tweeted it out on our, on our podcast account, I think yesterday, because you know, on one hand you get the, the curiosity viewers that are tuning in. They've maybe heard the rumors on the other hand you know you advertise it and then you for sure get those people to tune in and I, I wasn't really sure what the correct answer is i didn't have a firm opinion either way i think that was interesting to talk to jonas because you know he talked about how he was a wwe, WWE viewer mostly and he heard about it and he tuned in and no, as, as much as people like to talk about the internet wrestling community and all that, I'm not sure that that's really a thing anymore. Like Everybody's online. Everybody's yes. on social media. So anyone that was vaguely interested in this probably saw the rumors. So yes. they didn't really have to announce it. I, I agree with that. I
1: agree. I, I don't think like there was this swath of fan had they said CM Punk this Friday would have like tuned it. We'll see. I mean, the rating will tell a story. Uh, To see, obviously, I'm sure people will lose their minds either way over that rating. But, you know, a rating is just one thing. And we'll see, you know, moving forward. I I think it's just not about one night. um, Punk talked about it. I've said it three times now. It's about, um, you know, what he brings to the table over the next six
5: months to a year. Yeah, absolutely. And then Greg, anything else? Yeah. Yeah, one last thing. And maybe this is just me. Um, but punk being who he is, punk being, you know, a very firm believer in his character and how his characters evolved from backyard to ring of honor to they who shall not be named to, and, and also, uh, there were some cute digs at them as well tonight. So it, I'm, I'm happy that he didn't come straight out and be like, fuck, Vin- fuck Vince, Mc- Vince McMahon, triple H is a doofus. I mean, both of those things are true. Um, but he, <laughs> he didn't have to say them. Um, and he, you know, just the, he summed it up perfectly with the, if I would have stayed there, if I would have stayed in the place that got me sick, I never would have gotten better. Perfect. Yeah. Masterful. That was a great line. Yeah. it
1: um, was, yeah. Because it's like, you know, we said earlier, he didn't want to give him the satisfaction of even mentioning him.
5: So yeah, you know, that's
1: the way he talked about it.
5: Exactly. Um, but the whole intro, like, the like him kneeling in the entrance way, as soon as, cult hit I was waiting and maybe I was the only one I'm like there's going to be a heel turn in here somewhere like there's going to be there's going to be punk saying I don't need any of you people you know I'm here to do this myself um all you guys have done for the last 7 years is bother me everywhere I went you wouldn't leave me alone I'm here now and I'm here because I want to be here not because you asked me to be here um, so I was waiting for that the whole time, and when it didn't happen, I I think I was kind of happier that it didn't. Yes, so, can, can I? I, I got to jump in right here because
1: what you're talking about with this promo, I was thinking about during that Sammy Guevara Sean Spears match, uh, from Wednesday night. AEW by just doing the simple obvious thing really benefits from WWE for. 20 years doing like the wrong thing.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Because like we're so used to guys losing in their hometown on w- in WWE that it makes us root for the hometown guy to go over more here in AEW. When they go over it, it feels better. And then, you yeah, know, like with this, when Punk just comes out and he shows the adoration of the crowd, he doesn't go, psych! I didn't need any of you. You know, when he doesn't do that, it feels even more special so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you know tony khan just kind of giving the people what they want is is the right play right now and by the way if you're adam cole yeah you're sitting at home you got a takeover match on sunday against your buddy Ray. what are you thinking right now are you more inclined to leave after what you saw tonight
0: i don't know how you're not (laughs) yeah it seems like a no-brainer yeah i just
1: absolutely love is i I, you know during this show we're a little more relaxed i'm just looking at twitter seeing things going on in real time i absolutely love some of the comments i'm reading from chris zellner on twitter.com right now
0: i I had a great comment here in our chat from jonas um who we just talked to was at the show he says i really hope they don't position this as anti-wwe he says i love that Punk didn't reference Vince or the company, even though he, you know, he did it in a roundabout way. He says that's important to, to keep him around because he has a six-year-old who loves John Cena and he wants to be a fan of both, and that's the only thing that could happen that would turn him off. You're going to get WWE fans on this show, so it has to feel kind of welcoming. That's a good point.
1: You know, when WWE was on its rise in 1998 and took over and it you know, became number one again, Um, You know, perception-wise, I mean, WCW had a great year business-wise in 98, but perception-wise, WWF took the lead in 98. They never really talked a lot about WCW, did they? I mean, we all remember the DX skit and, you know, when Waltman debuted, um, you know, him calling out Hogan and Bischoff. But that was kind of it, wasn't it? They kind of stayed in their own lane and executed. Yeah. And... You know, we talked about a little bit on that Top Rope Nation Classic, how WWF, you know, would do it in the 80s, too. AEW, you know, maybe not just going for the low-hanging fruit. Staying in its lane, executing is what's going to attract uh, a larger audience. Yeah. I agree. I still would have loved to see him say, fuck Vince McMahon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, without a doubt.
5: I'm sure it's coming somehow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh man all right great thank you thank you for checking in awesome to talk to you thank you for your support over the years of the show of course all right let's get our next caller up on the line we're going to go up to the northern part of iowa for our friend mr ryan huffman the the huff daddy has been on top rope nation before he was on our bret hart draft a couple of months back ryan how are you feeling about cm punk and AEW tonight Oh man, awesome show! Can you
7: guys hear me all right? Or? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, just an un- unbelievable moment. I uh, I've been a huge punk fan for quite a while. I you guys, you guys know I'm kind of a I meet a lot of the wrestlers, and I met him when he was the uh, WWE champ, and then I met him at a C2E2 a few years when I was after wrestling. So uh, just a great moment. and I like you guys. I'm going all out in a few weeks. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. And, uh, I don't know, just a really, really good night on AEW as they've been having for a while now.
0: Did you order that shirt from pro wrestling tees yet? I have not yet. So (laughs) I I, attempted to, and it crashed so many times I couldn't get through. I'll try later. I actually, I bought like the uh,
7: WWE version of that kind of the remade mock-up one. So Mm -hmm. I'll probably snag like, some of the all-out, like, maybe, like, the card post or the card T-shirt or something while I'm there. But, um, I don't know, I was just thinking of, like, what's the biggest or what's the last time there's been a big main uh, mainstream wrestling moment outside of, you know, The Rock or John Cena or Ronda Rousey. And I was browsing ESPN and ESPN's... Uh, number two headline on their website is CM Punk makes pro wrestling return with AEW. So uh, for people who don't think he's a big deal, that's that's a pretty big deal. So, and that's so Dude, huge I'm a big too. fan because of
1: Ryan. Ryan. That is so yeah. Ryan Huffman, yeah. I, I would <laughs> like to clarify here. Um, we've got two Ryans on the line. That is so odd. I literally, as you were saying that, went to ESPN.com just to check my scores for tonight. Uh, by the way, the Bengals cover plus five and a half and something that no one gives a shit about except me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's right there, number two. And you in the dreaded upper right box of ESPN.com. You know, uh,
0: you yeah, know I mean, how Clint, huge that is, though? Like, but, they have yeah, a that, partnership that It's a really with big WWE. deal
1: to be in there because that's the most clickbaity stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to have CM Punk. Uh, makes pro wrestling return with AEW right under Giannis purchases ownership stake in Brewers. Uh, didn't know that. Uh, they a have big a uh,
0: they have a like a minute forty one second highlight clip of it when you click on the article. And what I was saying is that's so huge because you know like WWE has had that relationship with ESPN for several years. Uh, you know they had like a WWE section on the site. I don't know if they still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would give them coverage on SportsCenter pretty often. And to AEW to, to break in there like that—that's pretty huge for them. Yeah, so. sure.
1: Some poor sap in Titan Towers is calling them and whining right now, but that's okay.
0: <laughs> They—they've written about AEW before, but not you know like not a front-page headline like that. So yeah, this is this is just massive. Yeah.
7: Yeah, I, I think I think the only the only thing I was like I don't I don't want to play armchair quarterback on this because to me I thought it was you know, pretty perfect and, and everything. But I kind of wish he would have started with, do I have your attention now?
0: Like from... It's just to be classic, you know. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah but, he,
1: he did do... I need to tell you a story. I mean, yeah, he did have a callback. Yeah, that, that would have been. But yeah, like, he, I don't think he wanted to dignify WWE. What's
7: yeah. That? Yeah, but... But yeah, excellent promo. Just uh, Like I said, I'm looking, looking forward to Chicago. I was at, you know, Mania 22, so I know... I know what Chicago crowds can do, and uh, I mean they were—they were awesome tonight through the TV, and uh, I'm sure I'll be going probably pretty nuts that Sunday night in, in Chicago. Well, There's I'm, I'm glad to hear
1: that you're going to be there,
7: Ryan. I didn't know that, so let's get wasted. What do you say? Oh yeah, I'll be—I'll be, I'll be <laughs> over there. I'm coming over. I'm coming over Saturday, and we're yeah. staying in the Rosemont area and uh,
0: yeah it'd be awesome if we can all get together so I'm sure
1: we will we can make that happen
0: we will definitely be seeing you there Ryan so it's gonna be gonna be a great time so Sounds yeah. good. all right man thanks for the call thanks for checking in thanks for your support of the show over the years too yeah happy to uh, and uh, again thanks for the uh, the Patre- patreon uh, the bag
7: there so cool stuff people should sign up.
0: Yeah, Ryan is a longtime Patreon member of the show, patreon.com slash Rope nation. He's on the tier where you get a free merch bundle every six months. So I, ju- I just sent him uh, one of our long sleeve tees and uh, one of our T-shirts. So, yeah, you are very welcome and we appreciate the support yeah sounds good guys thanks thanks let's get uh let's see zeus zeus will be next up on the line then we'll be going to tim and if anyone else wants to get zeus? involved in the show before we wrap up the pod and send it out to the world zeus uh, let me we know. just did a summer
1: 89 top rope nation classic this
6: fires is, me up here is
0: this tiny lister
6: yeah so <laughs> zeus what's going on buddy hey Trent crim the independent how you doing <laughs> how are you <ya? laughs> uh you know i'm 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 all right uh Wanted to ask, since you know, Punk's a big deal. Who knew, right? Uh, what does it mean for Darby? Because uh, a lot of speculation about, you know, maybe Punk and Brian would, you know, maybe form a stable or just do something together, right? Uh, is Darby the face of AEW, uh, I... or or does this make him a superstar? I mean, I know he's got Sting with him. Which is already kind of huge for him, but uh, he's a tiny dude. He's he's clearly the the anti, you know WWE guy, the anti whatever the hell NXT is going to be doing here in two weeks, guy. Uh, how big is it for a guy like Darby Allen? Oh man, it's it's huge. I mean, first of all, you know Punk would have that
0: freedom to pick who he wants to work first. So for Punk to pick Darby Allen to get into the ring with, that says a lot about him. Uh, we've said on the show before that I think Darby is is their number one, at least on the male side, homegrown talent. You know, some people were familiar with his work before AEW, but as far as a guy who's kind of become a superstar since AEW came along, it's he's the homegrown, you know, guy, and he's kind of been flirting in that main event scene. He's a huge ratings draw already. He's always one of the top performers when it comes to their quarter hours and in the, in the ratings and the demos and everything. So. I think this is really what puts him over the top. You know, he's he's a former AEW TNT champion. He's a guy that we think will be world champion one day. And when CM Punk comes out of retirement seven and a half years later and chooses this guy to have his first match with, I mean, that speaks volumes. I think this is really going to cement his place in that main event scene. What do you think, Kyle? You know, Justin Joint a
1: few weeks ago when he was on this program used the word faith um, in reference to book, AEW's booking it would be really easy for us to be pessimistic and say oh well fuck you know man Darby I guess you know it's you know kind of cool that he's wrestling CM Punk but he's gonna lose and then he's throwing to the scrap heap of life because we have faith in the booking of AEW I'm confident that's not going to happen that this is going to be a positive for Darby Allen moving forward um, what that positive is, I don't know. I mean, it just could just be simply exposure. Being CM Punk's first opponent, obviously a big deal, and it's you know he's not going to be just the guy to lose to CM Punk in his first match. He's going to be a guy who, hey, let's make sure a lot of people have eyeballs on this guy and understand he's a very big deal uh, in our promotion. That match yeah. is certainly going
6: to go on last, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you would think it would have to at, at this point. Yeah, it needs to be the closer, clearly. Yeah,
0: yeah unquestionably, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what based about,
6: on the reaction tonight, I mean,
1: again, if, <laughs> if it was in any market, you would say CM Punk's got to be the main event of the
6: pay-per-view, but because it's in Chicago, yeah, absolutely. What do you think about, you know, because Punk made uh, it very clear uh, that he wants... Uh, to kind of to kind of pimp the new guys uh because this could so easily have been you know a former wwe guy going up against any number of other former wwe guys and it seems pretty clear that all of the former wwe guys really want to work with all of the new people so is this is this really like the the Kind of the antithesis of the WWE locker room, where it's like, "Oh crap, here comes this part-time dude. Guess I'm stuck in catering for another two months." <laughs> AEW is just not like that, like at all. Like everybody's got a shot. Even the I, I tweeted earlier tonight that the uh, the, the Jurassic Express um, private party match was in an impossible spot after Punk's promo, and they held it. Like those Mm -hmm. of those dudes are WWE guys and they, they held that spot in an environment where a WWE show like emotion would have cratered. So like, I think the locker room has got to be pretty hyped about all of this stuff. Right. Yeah. It would be really easy for punk
1: to work with someone he's comfortable with. Right. He could have worked with John Moxley easily. And I saw that speculated today on Twitter. Yeah. They hinted at that on dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. But he did no, and he's coming in and you know, new matchups are so attractive to people. You know, that's what gets people in. And you're right. I mean, and when you know when uh, Brian Danielson comes in, he's going to want to work with all sorts of random people because that's who he is. So, yeah, it, it's very interesting that he chose not to work with someone he's comfortable with, not to work with, you know, another ex-WWE. He's like, hey, this guy Darby Allen, a really big star, homegrown uh, was the term you used, Ryan? You know, let's get it on.
0: It also it also shows that you know some of the unfounded criticism I've seen of AEW going around on social media and stuff. Oh, People let's, will let's make get these... real nasty. at these, <laughs> <least. laughs> well, I mean, they'll make these absurd comments about like, oh, AEW, they're just like WCW. They're taking all the old WWE castoffs. You know, you know, not. Mentioning the fact that Bobby Lashley 45 years old, you know, like there a lot of these guys aren't that old punks what 42 but like the WCW comparison is so bad because in WCW it was kind of like what we were talking about there where it was the WWE guys working with the WWE guys and they are the former WWF guys they weren't really putting over the younger talent most of them. And this is like the whole mindset here is like completely different where punk comes in and he, he legitimately seems like he wants to make people, you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's the right reason to come back at 42 years old, you know, not to to steal a spot from somebody else. People are speculating about, you know, all these stars like Brian Danielson and punk coming in. Is that going to push people off the card, make it harder for some of these younger guys to succeed and it's not because they're going to be involved in what they're doing, right? So I think it's it, it just proves to you that WCW comparisons are just so far off. And this is the right way to, to, to book with these, you know, legends from the past, really.
1: Well, first of all, WCW... T- Quote, taking. I don't say taking Vincent given up on Hogan and Savage. They didn't take anybody. That's a, a lie. That's a false narrative pushed on WWE DVDs. They didn't take anybody. They were they, they were like, oh, these guys are available. Let's take them. Um, you know, that was instrumental in WCW's turnaround, is getting those guys. And to your point, Ryan, later, yeah, their unwillingness to work with young talent was that promotion's demise. But you talk about you know, Punk coming in and, and presumably Brian Danielson work with young guys. How about what we saw Wednesday? Chris Jericho putting over MJF in the main event. We've already seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is a new thing with what Punk's doing. Um right. you know, these guys are willing to play business or
6: willing to play ball, I should say. And MJF mm-hmm. clearly is gonna have uh, a heel run, probably the likes of I mean, I'm trying to find somebody comparable, but the dude's what, twenty four? Twenty five? He's a young guy, and he's kind of got the 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 heel thing squarely on his back, like he owns it uh, in a way that I haven't seen uh, a, a character like that, you know, in in many many years. Like he's got DiBiase heat for me. I'm old school. I love I love you know Million Dollar Man. Like you're just an asshole. But I want to watch someone punch you in your face. Like that's a yeah. reason to get me to tune in. Is like I really want to see someone hit this dude in the mouth. Uh, yeah. That gets me to tune in because uh, I, I love the work. And you know, it, it's it's an acting thing. I hate that particular character on that show. Well, why? Because that actor's really good at what they're doing. Same thing with professional wrestlers. When they're good, and you hate them the way that you're supposed to, it just means that they're fantastic. If so, for a guy like Jericho to 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 really work with MJF for as long as he had. This feud has gone on what, a year, if not more? Uh, something like that. Uh, all it's really good to see that Yeah, it's really good to see that there's there, there's legacy building here in a way that they might not have had to, but they're doing it and it's fantastic. I've got two comments to make right now. Uh you know number one with MJF. You talk about you know
1: how young he still is. He's what, twenty five years old? Compare that, like how he acts and how he portrays himself, you know, to kind of what Zeus was saying. He's like that douchebag at the bar. You want to fight, right? you like, <laughs> this go. guy. <laughs> but like, but no, it's a good thing. I'm co- that's a compliment towards him. Like he knows what he's supposed to be, and yeah. and he, and he and he's doing it perfectly. Compare compare that to this Dominic on WWE. He was like 24. And and you know wrestles like he's like wearing my four year old daughter's pajamas, <laughs> okay? And, like and oh, like so, like you know like so, you know acts like he's like twelve and can't do anything <laughs> without his dad's permission. It's quite embarrassing when you look at the thing. I mean, Dante Martin is three years younger than Dominic, for God's sake. I think he might be four years younger. Um, the second thing I would like to mention. Uh, besides this discussion of age. Zeus, do you have a career in radio? My God, you have a tremendous voice.
6: Uh, actually, yeah. I, I, I studied radio in uh, in college uh, many moons ago. But, uh, you know, just these, these golden tones, man. I was born with them. Yeah, you do have a great voice for it, man. You need to uh, stick around and call in every week. Yeah, I think, well, I think
0: you threw us a follow, so love to have you yeah. back in the room.
6: Yeah, I, I kind of have to. You know, my, my mom always said I've uh, I've got a face for radio, but a voice for print. So here I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With a mom like that, I mean, oh, how could you go wrong? Well,
0: hey, man, if you like classic wrestling, make sure you're tuning into our podcast. Check us out on Apple and Spotify and everything. Because we, we talk a lot of classic wrestling, and I love that Ted DiBiase reference. Uh, Greg popped for that in our chat, too. That is a great comparison for MJF
6: appreciate it yeah the long time listener love the show yeah i'll uh i'll holler at you guys whenever i get a chance thanks fellas
0: thank you thank you for the call all right great one there who we got next? all right
6: god zeus puts tom brenneman's voice to
1: shit (laughs) it was
0: great uh
1: i know tom Tom brenneman's been canceled don't come after me people
0: please (laughs) all right tim tim jensen a long time friend of mine big cm punk fan he's been waiting years for this tim i think we got you on the line. What's up, man? What'd you think of tonight?
8: Oh, I'm just watching it again right now because it's awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be watching it again after we wrap this room, I think. (laughs) I just retweeted some uh, videos that Jonas sent us. Great crowd shots uh, from Punk's entrance. First-hand video from the UC. So if you guys aren't following us on Twitter... At Top Rope Nation, just retweeted that from Jonas, who called in here a little bit ago. Some great, great video footage from uh, from tonight. But yeah, I mean, what was your big takeaways, Tim? Who do you want to see Punk work after Darby Allen? Uh, just in general, give us your thoughts.
8: Well, I thought um, kind of like it seemed like we kind of went back in time because ten years ago we watched Money in the Bank, and I don't think I've seen a pop a crowd that excited since we watched that pay-per-view live. And yeah, this was, yeah, goosebumps.
0: Yeah, can what? you give any Kyle since then that would rival this?
1: I don't know. I, I know what Tim's going to agree with me on. This pop tonight was a lot bigger than that Triple H pop at MSG in 2002. <laughs> it's true. I know Tim's going to agree with me on that. I can always count on what I, I post <laughs> On Facebook.
0: Tim followed me up saying, Yeah, he does stick. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, Triple H fucking sucks, man. <laughs> you can always count on Tim in those threads. Yeah. Oh, man.
8: <laughs> I mean, I was, I was a fan for about two, two and a half minutes you know, back 10, <laughs> 20 years ago. But
0: I did see you throw that on the group today. You're like, 2000 to 2002. I like
8: the guy. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he he was good for about a year, year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got injured, and then he. Uh, you know, took some juice and got really big and then he couldn't wrestle anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Tim, we we watched Money in the Bank twenty eleven together with our friend Brian. And um I, I know like right after that show we all bulk ordered the uh that white ringer tee that Punk debuted at Money in the Bank. I'm actually wearing it right now. And I haven't I've sure-
8: <laughs> never worn mine. I've it's mint condition. It's going Framed. on eBay pretty soon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like I'm sure you're probably going to be buying this shirt at some point, but, uh,
8: no, actually you're going to be picking it up for me since I am not going to be able to go with you guys. Oh, is that right? Yes. I mean, you're going to do me a solid and pick it up at the show.
0: I will get, I, I give you my word. I will get you one if I can find one for sure. Oh,
1: Tim, you're not going to be there. Oh my God. No,
0: I threw it out. I told him he could come, but couldn't swing it right now. That's all right.
8: Yeah. I had a couple of major, uh, expenses this summer that set me back so yeah it's true but nah, man. Man,
0: I, I am definitely going to be doing uh what you're doing right now and re-watching that segment the minute we close the show after i get it mixed and i get it out on the, on the uh the podcast feed so
8: yeah based on that supposed comment from uh some tribal chief guy um i'm pretty sure this guy is over <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the hell he's smoking, other than uh, whatever WWE feeds him.
0: Towing the company line, got to do you know, what he's got to go. do. I saw uh,
1: somebody. Uh, say, Dean, hey,
8: Dean Ambrose wasn't over either.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I did see somebody say that. Hey, WWE can get ready at the drop of a hat, and <laughs> he's trying to draw heat for a future program. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he's a WWE guy. I wouldn't expect him to say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. You know. <laughs> Roman Reigns saying, "If I don't win tomorrow night, I'm out of here. Uh, that ain't on ESPN.com."
8: <laughs> and John that. and John Cena's fired if he doesn't beat CM Punk and Money in the Bank 2011. That really stuck too. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, forget, I, he's also he's also fired if he doesn't beat Wade Barrett. Yes, in 2010.
8: <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, the whole the whole firing angle or I'm gonna quit angle if I don't win, it's so played out. I don't know why he's even bringing it up. I mean, you know he's gonna win, so what?
0: Well, that's the thing is that WWE doesn't stick to any of their stipulations. That audience knows that they don't matter. Whereas AEW, they stick to their stipulations. You don't have Cody Rhodes in a world title program after mm-hmm. he lost that opportunity. You know, like they wanna they wanna build that trust in their audience that stipulations actually matter in this company. It almost
1: it almost feels like they're overcompensating in WWE for a build that felt like two nerds were pretending to be John Cena and Roman Reigns and cutting promos in an <laughs> EFED.
7: Oh
0: <laughs> Dude, how much was. how much did this show? Like how much did Rampage tonight, take the wind out of the sails of SummerSlam. (laughs) You know, 40,000 people tomorrow night. Obviously, I'm going to be watching. I hope you guys tune into our post show on YouTube after the fact, but I can't say I'm looking forward to it after tonight because this is where all the excitement is right now.
8: Have you looked forward to a show, a WWE show in a long time?
0: No, no, I have not, Tim.
8: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, like you guys said, like every week when it comes to Wednesday, I'm actually looking forward to watching wrestling, not dreading it.
0: Well, I have looked forward to a WWE show. The problem was it was one we recently reviewed and it took place in 1989. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be the one.
8: Oh. I mean, the World Wrestling Federation? What's that? I mean, when they were actually decent? <laughs> Long ago. I mean, right. I know when I know when WWE said they wanted to get the F out, I didn't realize the F meant fun.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
8: <laughs> hey oh man. I love it.
4: All right.
0: All right, Tim. Thank you for the call, man. We're gonna get Gabe on the line. We'll oh! soon. We got Gabe checking in a- here.
1: Midwest wrestling.
0: That is right. Gabe Benson, patron of the show, longtime supporter. What's going on, man? Maybe. Uh-oh. Gabe, you there? There might be a delay. We'll give him a second to to check in. Oh, oh I saw a mute. Gabe, are you there, buddy? Oh. Oh, I think he's trying to talk, but it's not coming through because I see the mute going on and off. I do too. Uh, maybe restart the app and then raise your hand again, and I'll I'll bring you back up on stage. I think you're one of the finest people that ever exist in this world, Gabe Benson. I don't care <laughs> if you couldn't speak or not. <laughs> All right, here we go. Gabe, are you there? Well, oh. oh man, I, want, I
2: really want to talk to Gabe tonight too.
3: This is different. No. there. He is. Yeah. Oh, there,
2: there we, we, we go. All right. Okay, so who is the big winner tonight?
0: ProWrestlingTees.com
2: <laughs> Well, absolutely, but this these fans in this room were the big winner tonight, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, don't kick me off our face group, Facebook group, because I was all over it today, but man, I really haven't been this excited about Pro Wrestling for a long time, and listen to everybody else. I think it kind of is run that way all with you guys and with everybody calling in.
0: I would never kick you off, Gabe. Let's be real. You're bringing <laughs> <I> the content.
2: <laughs> I pre- <laughs> appreciate that. So hey, a couple of things, man, and you guys touched on a lot of things. It's like you guys were reading my mind with the show tonight and everything. Um, man, I got to tell you, uh, Tony Khan, you can tell he's a fan. I mean, the booking, and I and I know Cody's back there with him, but let's be honest, man. You know, it's going to go through Tony at the end of the day. Uh, you guys have talked about it already about revolving the main events making sure that nobody's too big and nobody's fading away. Um, I don't I don't care what they do with Punk. He's there, and he's excited. And if you're a wrestling fan, like, why wouldn't you want to turn in each week? And I don't know about you guys, but, man, this one hour felt like it was five minutes to me.
0: Oh, man. Yes, yep. for sure. Yeah, we,
2: we, we
1: talked. I mean, it, it had a real Saturday night's main event feel. I haven't said that yet in this show, but I, I'd like to say it where it's like you had your one big thing. And then, you know, um, poor Mox and Garcia, which I was looking forward to. Garcia had a hell of a win over Matt Seidel last night, uh, Thursday, on Dark Elevation and cut a nice promo. That had some real, like, fifth match on Saturday Spin event vibes. Where you're like, oh, God, they got to go home quicker um, than they probably want to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, one, Raw used to be one hour. Nitro used to be one hour. And, and that's
2: the thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's what I, I'm excited about. I mean, you guys mentioned it at the beginning of the show. You know, they were absolutely not going to do a three-hour show. They, they split it up into new nights. And one hour on Friday night, I mean, it, it was genius. And, you know, you guys mentioned it, too, about WWE Light. Man, this ain't – I don't think that's it. These are guys – I mean, I'm going to mention Dolph Ziggler. You know, we've been waiting for that guy to break through for how many years now? He's never leaving WWE. He likes the paycheck. He likes the lifestyle. There's other guys and gals that want to be pro wrestlers and they want to go out and have 15,000 people chant their name and they want to have good stories and they want to be creative and they want to wrestle other people that make them look good and you know I I really appreciate Tony Khan's love of the not only the wrestling business and the history of it but the fact that he has the money and the resources to make sure that these guys don't just show up, get one pop, and then what do we do with you next?
0: Yeah, I mean, Tony is basically, he's like one of us if our father was a billionaire. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, you know, he came up as a fan. Small detail. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he came up as a fan like us. He, he used to do tape trading, for God's sake. I mean, like, he has a lot of the same like similar viewpoints on pro wrestling that we do. He's he's close to us in age and you know, like as far as winning that 18 to 49 demo, he knows what they want. Cause he's in that demo and he, he's grown up, you know, during the boom periods and, and the really shitty periods in pro wrestling. And I, he, th- he knows, he doesn't think he knows what people are age, our age have the appetite for. And he's giving it to us. And, it leads to exciting nights like this, and it leads to people coming to that company that want to have fun again. You know, they want to they want to have that creative freedom. We're about to find out if if Adam Cole is one of those guys or not. I I don't point. know for sure, but you know, like I'm leaning towards. It, it kind of feels to me like he might go. I don't know for sure though. It's like fifty fifty. But you you mentioned Dolph Ziggler. I mean, we're about to find out. It is. Is Adam Cole more of the Dolph Ziggler line of thought, or is he more of the John Moxley line of thought? Because yeah. if he comes to AEW, it's going to be absolutely huge. And I, I don't think, even though WWE can pay him more, I don't think he's going to have that same kind of opportunity there.
2: I, mean, I, I don't disagree, and and I've been talking to a couple guys about Cole, and and I've been a big fan of that kid since you know Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I I was looking forward to him coming. To, and he's, you know, again, and I'm not going to go deep into it, but NXT, when it was still on the network only, man, they were, it, that was a great show to watch. But then when Vince took that over, it was, I, t- I I haven't watched it since. The other thing is, if with Cole, is his old lady, excuse my term, but the <laughs> champion of AEW is going to have bragging rights because she's got better stories and more exciting matches than Cole does right now, which just... I mean, that's laughable, but that's the truth.
0: Yeah. Well, the future matches for Kohler just so much better it, in AEW two more fresh. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned Dolph Ziggler. For every Dolph Ziggler, it, it seems like there's three people who are willing, you know, when they leave WWE to make a video like they're escaping from some sort of dystopian prison. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes. You know, yes. I mean,
1: it's like I mean you see <laughs> Buddy Murphy doing it now, it's like my God, like I mean I didn't yeah, and Punk's talking about, you know, one thing being pro wrestling and another thing just feeling like a job. I mean, you know, I, it was John Pollock. I talked about it on this program a few weeks ago, I think, when he said this creative freedom and the ability to have that um, when you go to AEW is really enticing for a lot of people. And obviously, I, you know, that CM Punk is one of them, and you, you got to feel he's going to have a lot of control of his programs, and it's going to be interesting to see where he
2: goes. Well, and I think that the, the the back and forth between the talent and Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes and the, and the rest of the, the staff, you know, it sounds like it's an open door. And they're really actually, I mean, what do you guys say, a year, year and a half that Punk's been talking to Tony Khan and waiting and waiting and waiting and seeing? Well, good for him because now he came in at the right time, uh, 15,000 strong. I mean, dude, you're playing uh, serious to get the crowd pumped up at the United center. I mean, I, I just, I'm, you know, I was, I was goosebump city all day about all of that. And here's the other thing, you know, I, I'm, my hope is that just like in 1996, because I feel this is what AEW is, is WCW 1996. They hadn't won the, the the ratings, but they were making money. The stories were exciting. The matches were new and fresh. The Luchas were awesome and that's what we're getting, I think, in the last you know year with AEW, which is exciting. Usually when there's real competition, Vince steps up, he opens his ears, and he shuts his mouth, and he starts listening to other people. My concern is I did not like Nick Khan's presser the other day. It felt like he wants to put his tail between his legs, put out his contact make his money, and if anybody wants to come in from China with $4 billion and buy WWE like UFC, hey, write us a check. That made me sad to hear yesterday.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest difference is, you know, back in the day with the WCW competition and everything, he was, he, their backs were against the wall. He could have gone yes. out of business versus now they have so much money. They're so profitable that, you know, people might tell him the other company's putting on a, a better product right now but the, the money is not an issue anymore they're not going to go out of business and so he doesn't have that same like instinct for survival that forced him to have better shows back then and so even, no matter how well aew does as long as is making money like i don't think it's really going to matter to yeah. him as long as he's in charge at this
4: okay, point I-
2: I don't disagree with that part, but I still think that Vince was kayfabe and Brett and they were never broke. They were never going to go out of business. He just wanted to get out of that 50 year contract. But the other thing I'll say too, with Tony Khan, as far as the difference, in my opinion is Tony Khan owns AEW and that's a wrestling company. TNT does not own AEW like they did at WCW. So in my opinion, if WC, if TNT doesn't like what AEW is doing, guess what? some other cable company will come right in and swoop them in and probably pay them double of what TNT is. So to me, I mean, they're just on a lot better long-term financially fit and able to do long-term storylines, and they're not stuck in those contracts. You know, they, they listen, these guys aren't – I mean, I know somebody said 18 months for Punk, and he's probably going to make a, a ton of money, and that's fantastic, but he's not under, like, some Time Warner a- AOL – we're gonna pay you for five years and da 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 stuff. And I mean, I just think it's a healthy way for Tony kind of to do it. And we we talked a few weeks ago, I think, about some of these guys are on week to week. Some of these guys can still work indies. But long story short, man, I, I just bring bring in all the bring in all these two L five live guys, bring in these NXT guys because at the end of the day, I think you guys said it earlier. You're bringing in longtime, not caring fans from fifteen. I mean. Tim just said it 15, 20 years ago, or you're bringing brand new fans that have never watched wrestling like this. They don't care about what happened 10 five, 10, 15 years ago. They don't even know some of these guys from WWE. So, Hey, bring them in and let's have some great stories and great matches and, and be fans again.
1: Gabe, you brought up so many things that I should have freaking typed it out because
2: I'm going to stop because I know this is running long, but I I just want want to put that out there. I just
1: want to reference something you said. I think, um, you know, going back and, and comparing this to the money Night was, there's a lot of differences. Um, you know, one thing that AEW is, although they're not as big as WCW was 25 years ago, the rights fees they get from TNT are huge. And that's just mm-hmm. something that's going to keep going up. I, I mean, I think they've got a permanent home on TNT. Um, WWE was, you know, Ryan, to your point, you know, and and we shouldn't undercut it. You know, I'll, I'll agree with you that, you know, in 96, they were facing some financial woes. I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe there was some buyer's remorse with the Brett deal, but there's no disputing the fact that WWE was not making, you know, a lot of money and was, and was like losing money. They were in the red at one point. Um, so they needed to turn things around. I think there are two things um, to look at why we're not going to see the kind of changes we saw in 1997 from WWE. One, as you astutely pointed out, Ryan, WWE makes a lot of money right now. They've never made more money. No matter what we all say about WWE and how crappy their television is, they make a lot of money. The other thing to consider is, this man is really old. (laughs) <laughs> like he's old like he's like your like i mean i i don't know where where your guys grandfathers are I mean, god bless them no matter where they are okay mine have, are dearly departed um you know i mean do, do you i mean he, he's like a grandpa like he's like what he's gonna be 76 i think yeah Next that's about week, right right mm-hmm. Seventy. it's about there i mean that that's really old i mean
2: he is, but Nick think, said think
1: about, he's, think about. Do you want a seventy-six-year-old guy <laughs> calling the shots for like anything? Like, like what? Like, would you ever turn to your grandpa and say, "You know, grandpa, please lead us into the future"? <laughs> no one would ever say that. So, I mean, that's the other Nick- thing. Vince was. I mean, you know, he was still young and hungry. He's still, I think, kind of like he needed Jim Ross and Jim Cornette. And, you know, as much as you don't want to say it, Vince Russo, to kind of push him in a different direction. There were a lot of people pushing him in different directions. You don't have that in WWE. I mean, maybe the writers, you know, feel a certain way. But the, right, the problem is the writers aren't in a position of power to convince Vince to change the product in any sort of dramatic way. They're just not. Um, you know, so you know, WWE is not going to change. Um, I, I talked with Justin a couple weeks ago on this podcast that I'm rooting for AEW because I want AEW to succeed, and that success to then lead WWE to change. I've thought about it in the last couple weeks. I don't think WWE is going to change at all. No,
2: agreed. I don't disagree. Hey, I'm going to jump off because I'm taking up too much time. But, hey, keep up the great work, guys. Uh, jump on that Facebook page, everybody. Get on Patreon. It's awesome. And I'm.
0: Thank you, Gabe. Thank you so much. Appreciate your support. and Love, Gabe Benson. Uh, yeah, This has been a lot of fun. I, I've been checking here on Spotify, and we have been all night long since we started streaming. The number one talk show on the Green Room app as we have been going. There's a couple rooms with a... The- there's like two or three rooms with more people in them, but they're just streaming music. So as far as actual rooms with people talking, we have been the number one on the app all night long. I want to thank all of you who have I been thought. tuning in for your support. This has been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we normally do this Wednesday nights after Dynamite. So if you never listened before, check the app. Every Wednesday night, I'll invite everyone that's following me to the room so you can, you can join in. And then after the fact, as I said at the top, I put this out as a podcast. It's a bonus podcast that goes out to our Patreon feed every single week. But uh, this week, it's going to go out to our main feed. Uh, Normally, our flagship podcast, we release shows on Fridays. This week, it's going to be our SummerSlam post show tomorrow night. But normally, Fridays, we drop our, our main feed show. It's available everywhere, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, a video version of the show. So subscribe if you've liked what you've heard tonight to hear our flagship show and if you're tuning in on the flagship show, if you like this format with the live callers, uh, kind of the looser format, you can get this show every single week. If you sign up for the Patreon page, it's just five bucks a month, five bonus shows from us every single month, plus other benefits, a free gift for signing up. The link is in the podcast description, patreon.com slash top rope nation. These extra shows are so much fun. This is the freebie this week but hear it every week by becoming a patron and join us. You don't even have to be a patron to join us live. You know, just get the Spotify green room app and, and look up Ryan Drosti and Kyle Ross and follow us on there. And you can call into the show and, and get involved every Wednesday night or whenever we do it this week, it was Friday night. So Kyle, do you have anything else you wanted to say before we hit the road?
1: No, I just hope I was, uh, Somewhat professional tonight. I'll be honest with you. I opened a third beer and that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> Dude, it was fun. This was a lot of fun. We had some great callers, some great chats. We even got someone involved who was at the show tonight, which I wasn't expecting. Made this really memorable. Appreciate everyone for your support. And uh, yeah, check out our, our YouTube page because tomorrow night after SummerSlam ends, I'll be streaming a live show. to youtube.com slash TopRopeNation. I'll have Zach Haydorn on from Pro Wrestling Torch. He'll be joining me tomorrow night. Uh, Justin's out of town and Kyle, he's got a birthday party tomorrow night. Kyle, uh, just celebrated a birthday the other day and he's going to be having some fun. So it'll be me and Zach and maybe a third person. I'm working on getting a third person on the line as I well. I just want but... to give a
1: shout out to Zach. Not only am I allowed to enjoy my birthday, um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I should mention at this point the Chicago White Sox rule, uh, the Windy City.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Please, please
1: yeah. tell him I said that if he didn't catch this show. I will tell him. Before I will
0: absolutely yeah. tell him. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's about all I got, man. So, hey, yeah, check us out on, the, on wherever podcasts are found. YouTube, as I said, we're on Twitter, at Top Rope Nation. You can find me at Ryan Drosti. It's D-R-O-S-T-E. Kyle is at T-R-P Kyle. We'll be back here on the Green Room feed next Wednesday night. And on all of your podcast feeds, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning with our SummerSlam post show. Check it out. And we'll catch everyone next time. The cult of
3: personality I know your anger I know your
7: dreams
4: I've been everything you wanna be Oh, I'm the cult of personality Like Mussolini And Kennedy I'm the cult of personality